that's what we do uh, we every don't day. have any snowflakes um yeah, oh. we're but we're above freezing here so oh, i had to trickle my outside faucets for three days oh. but uh looked down at my phone it was 41 degrees so i turned that off hey we got 43 degrees today there you go that's better than negative 11. <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's up man by everyone's measure um yeah so some new stuff technologically it looks like we have the ability now to see live comments from rumble mm -hmm. we use Streamyard to stream so they now have an integration with rumble that they just pushed out so if you're watching on rumble um go ahead and use that chat window today uh, you can just say hi whatever just so we can see if we have the ability to see it or Great. not um lots to discuss today huge win by trump in iowa i mean I, I think it's bigger than most of us thought mm -hmm. i went into it having a good feeling that he was going to win this thing but when you look at the iowa caucuses historically the republican who wins the iowa caucus at least in the last 10 15 or so years isn't the one who ends up winning the nomination McCain mm -hmm. didn't win the Iowa caucus. Romney didn't mm -hmm. win the Iowa caucus, right? Trump didn't win the Iowa caucus in 2016. Um, so it hasn't always been a good metric, a good litmus mm -hmm. test for who is the ultimate standard bearer of the party. But we've also never had an Iowa caucus where the winner won by this big of a margin in a contested year. So like Huge. a year where it's like Trump is an incumbent. Where, I'm sorry, where Trump is the incumbent and he's running against just a bunch of no names. Um, I'm not considering that because like, yeah, he won those caucuses with like 90%, but in like an, in a truly contested year where it's up for grabs, where there's no incumbent, it could be whoever, um, mm -hmm. this is, this is the biggest one that we've had in a long, long time. I'll go ahead and put it up on the screen. Um, Trump it, won by 30 points. Max, it feels almost Reagan-esque. I know we're not in the general election yet, but look at the turnout for Trump. I know. I mean, that's yeah. something that I didn't think was going to happen. You know me, I was all doom and gloom with some of oh, this. I thought it was going to be tight. so doom and gloom. I thought it was going to be really tight between, uh, I thought Vivit would be uh, would perform better than DeSantis and Haley did. I thought Haley, you put out a great tweet the other night. You're like, uh, <laughs> the Haley campaign is on suicide watch. Yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> and the, I mean, that was right afterwards. And I thought, you know, Vivit might perform a little bit better. DeSantis might come in, but uh, Wow. I mean, beating people, beating your opponents by 30 points from second place, we haven't seen it. I don't think I've seen it in my lifetime. I don't think it's happened. Not that in like large. a contested year. Not yeah, a contested yeah, yeah. year where it's really where you have multiple people all vying for it, right? Mm -hmm. And usually, as we said on the last podcast, usually when you get into the Iowa caucuses, there's like seven, eight, nine people in the race still, right? Mm -hmm. And then you see the big departure right after the iowa caucus from everyone who underperformed um the only person who dropped out well you had asa hutchinson which uh i i guess i'll see if i can pull that up there's a really funny um a really funny tweet from the dnc where the dnc uh congratulated asa hutchinson on um <laughs> on suspending his campaign and they said tongue-in-cheek to be quite honest we we didn't think you were still around we thought you suspended a long time ago um so other than that and mm -hmm. and vivek everything's pretty much the same you have nikki haley uh we won't play it. it's all over social media yeah. coming in third place declaring it's now a two-person race is a wild comment like that that's objectively wild um have you seen that oh yeah yeah i watched it the day it came out and all i i, I sat there just kind of in silence going um what? are you sure it's a two-person race because you're, you're you know you're She's might, pulling the exact I, I same might, with the I might Santa's. have to just play it. Let's just, just play do it. it. Let's, just play yeah, it. Yeah, let, let's let everybody see it. I can safely say tonight Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. And she came in third. <laughs> she came we were third. talking about... It's funny. It's, it's funny. The campaign isn't ready to give up, right? I mean, they're, 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 you've got to be total team, right? You've got your, your team telling you, just go out there, just say this. But it's not, Max. This is a one-person race now. This yeah. When you show numbers like that, I figured it might be close. If it was within 10% of each other, then it might have been yeah. something. But no, not like this. It's, it's over. It's over. Like, put a fork in them. It's like watching the Eagles. They're done. 
Oh, that, was, that was rough. That was the rough. Wasn't it? I felt bad. Oh. For, I mean, part of me felt bad, but no. <laughs> but that's where we're at, right? I mean, there, there, yeah. there's, there's one candidate. New Hampshire is going to look crazy. I bet you it's the same deal. Uh, maybe, maybe slightly narrower. Mm-hmm. You know, on Haley's a bigger doing, race. Haley's doing much better. In New Hampshire. Now, New Hampshire has a problem. New Hampshire has a problem, which is the same problem. We'll talk about this in a second with Iowa. The same day voter registration, where historically mm-hmm. there have been all of these anecdotes and they've never been able to catch it and definitively prosecute anyone for it. But there's always been this fear among party officials that Democrats were bringing liberals into the state to register to vote to then impact the state election. Because you can come from Massachusetts and, and it's so weak, the residency requirements and the registration, you could technically you could technically do it, right? Um, so that's a huge concern in New Hampshire. But it's also a concern that we saw realized in Iowa as well. So this one state that Nikki Haley won, she won it by one vote. Just one county, sorry. This one county, Johnson County. She beat Trump by one vote. That's the only reason that that is blue. Otherwise, Donald Trump would have won all 99 counties in Iowa, which would have been another historic feat, right? Mm -hmm. Because usually you have little patches of different candidates doing well in different areas. That means that Ron DeSantis traveled to all 99 counties for nothing, (laughs) for nothing. Nikki Haley did it for nothing. Right. And this Johnson County immediately the asterisk gets put there the alarm bell starts going off in your head because that's where the big university um is and so you have a big university in that county you have left-leaning um younger population you start wondering did they start flipping did they start flipping and having and have democrats vote for nikki haley that was something that nikki haley's campaign was encouraging in in the lead up mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. the caucus trying to get Democrats and unaffiliated to join the Republican party just so they can caucus, which is a wild concept. The party picking its own nominee and you're having Democrats come in, register Republican vote, and then deregister the next day. So everyone was already suspicious that Johnson County, it, it, it bucks the trend, right? Trump won everywhere except this one County and he lost by one vote. How did that happen? Well, it turns out, yeah, there was a stunning number of people who, switched parties so many so that the county ran out of the forms you need to fill out in order to switch your party from democrat to republican here's the video uh major it's been a very interesting night they just finished uh, voting this was a room in favor of nikki haley overwhelmingly so ron DeSantis second donald trump a distant third the most interesting development of the evening and anthony salvanto will, will find this to be very interesting indeed they had 50 forms for people who wanted to register tonight or switch their party registration. They ran out of those forms. Members of the caucus team here had to run out to multiple people's homes to get printer paper and get their printers fired up. They printed another 25 or so sheets of paper. They estimate about 75 people were new registrations or switched their registration from Democrat to Republican in order to play in this caucus tonight. And I think that's a big reason why Nikki Haley uh, was lifted up. You're getting a little noise here as they clear. So right there, Ooh. the county where Nikki Haley won by one vote, that one precinct, which they said was overwhelmingly Nikki Haley, right? Mm-hmm. The one precinct, they ran out of forms for Democrats to switch parties and become Republicans. So it is it is not like a conspiracy theory. Nikki Haley only won this county because Democrats switched and became Republicans. Like if she loses even one of them, it's a tie. If she yeah. loses two, she loses the county, right? So it's not a conspiracy theory. Democrats tur- turned over and voted for Nikki Haley in this county and that's why she won by one vote. One vote. That's just wild, Max. That that Nikki Haley's, I mean, would would that they would want to promote such a thing, right? You know, I know you're Democrat coming to vote for us. I mean, it kind of stinks like good old fashioned election interference, but it's not. You know, people can do that. We're in a primary; they can change those parties if they want to. But if those people switched, can they switch right back? Yes, to being Democrat, which is wild, yes. right? It is, wild. and then just go in and then influence 
a primary in a in a district where you know you could probably pull it off and then win by one smells like eight day old fish man it's just no yeah. it's not that's the smell test right here's the real question i i haven't looked into this i have to look into it the democrats were forced to change their caucus date technically they started caucusing now mm-hmm. but they're not actually going to collect the caucus forms until later because the democrat party doesn't want iowa to be the first because iowa is too white mm. so iowa mm. they say it's too white so they shouldn't be able to be first south carolina should be first because south carolina is more black so iowa is wasn't allowed to caucus or at least re- release results for the democrats on monday so what i want to know and i'll have to look into this one when, when the show ends if a democrat switches to republican right it used to be the caucuses were on the same day. You physically can't go to both. What right. happens if someone switches to Republican, votes in the caucus, switches to Democrat the next day? Can that person vote in the caucus that's next month for the Democrats? I don't know. I've never heard of it even happening. It's always been the same day. Yeah. But they this have is uncharted territory. They yeah, have same the- day registration, same day party change registration. Yeah, this is this is uncharted territory, Max, because if you've got a, you know, a big enough influence with a group of people that want to do that, you'd be able to change a lot of outcomes, right? You'd be able to start swinging primaries in your favor, especially if you've got the voter machinery that the Democrats do. Right. They've had that for 30 plus years. I mean, it nobody knows yet. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. And and listen, the Iowa caucuses for the Democrats aren't going to be a big affair. Joe Biden's going to win. They're gonna they're gonna shut down anyone who tries to run against him. Um, you already see you already saw what they've done to other candidates. Um, mm-hmm. So there isn't a real incentive there for someone to even show up to that caucus, other than just rah rah go Democrats. But like switching your party registration, it's always meant something. There's always been consequences mm-hmm. for it. When you switch your party registration, you lose the ability to vote in the other party, right? Yeah. You lose the ability to be in the other party's camp. Unless there's a law that predicts this and and, and stops yeah. this, there's nothing stopping someone from switching back and regaining membership in the Democrat Party and reparticipating in all of their different county level, state level stuff. It's yeah. wild. It's wild. And the only reason that Nikki Haley is saying it's a, it's a two person race is she's the only person who won a county other than Donald Trump, and she won one county. She did it by one vote, and there was there were so many Democrats switching parties to vote for her that they ran out of forms it's an asinine statement on her part like it's 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 not real we know it's not real here's the kicker though max is what if those people switched and they don't switch back like there's the possibility that happens which means you've had a bunch of dims just suddenly flip to republican so it's it's a dirty mess no matter how you want to break it down if you're a dim right now because you look like you're trying to influence primary right you you kind of look like the bad guy you put those clothes on but what happens if those people switch and they don't come back and what happens if they 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 vote democrat anyway right so yeah yeah that that would be odd too yeah 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 you know what i mean the, the weird thing about party politics is you're free to join a party and the party can't kick you out for being vehemently against everything it stands for, right? Yeah. Um, so that that's wild because it, it's it is a private club. It's basically a private club. That's what these caucuses are. Join yeah. our club, and then you can help elect who is going to lead our club. Um. But yeah, no, it, it's pretty wild, and I I say that with a little tongue in cheek because the parties would never go through the effort of trying to find people, and it might not even be constitutional to kick someone out and say, you're not allowed to register as a Republican. Um, It's really shaky, but I'll tell you who has no problem doing that was Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. This was stunning to me. Seeing these news reports, seeing these videos out, I've pulled a couple of them. Um, Let's play the the gentleman in the wheelchair. So Mm -hmm. this is, I believe this is at a, Ron DeSantis event in Davenport, Davenport, where this person was invited there. He got a ticket for this event. They called him to verify he was going to be there. He shows up and he's in a wheelchair sitting there watching, watching the, the speech. 
And all of a sudden, someone comes up behind him and says, you have to leave. Why? I haven't done anything wrong. I was told you're one of the bad ones. And they forcibly removed this guy and put him out in the cold. All because he supports Donald Trump. He supports people who support Donald Trump. And he's been critical of Ron DeSantis on social media. He did nothing bad at this event. But I guess they had a list of faces of people to watch out for. And they saw him and they kicked him out. Um, let me see if I can pull this video file up. Oh. It's just wild that they would do those. I mean, that's that's low politicking, right? That's would you want other voices there to hear you? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you want that. Millions of dollars to fund million elections in all 50 states. It had paying people not to work. I said, if you spend $2 trillion and you pay people not to work, not only are you going to get inflation, you're going to get shortages, and you're also going to fund all of these blue states to shut down their governments What's the for problem? a year. This will be the worst thing that ever happened to our economy. And I caught all kinds of I just problems. I just told you to get your crap and let's go. Well, they all showed up. Wild. Have you ever seen that before? Have you ever seen anything like that? Oh, Josh, I don't know if you're frozen or if you're just stunned into into being frozen. <laughs> this might be a bit. Um, I don't know. We might have actually just lost Josh. All right. Well, Josh, uh, come back. Come back on when you fix that. Um, we'll keep you on screen as you as you try and work that out. Um, it's awfully still for it to be a bit, you know, I've, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. Um, someone literally, someone literally being removed in a wheelchair, no less in a wheelchair. He'll, he'll come back in being removed while you're in a wheelchair for the crime of posting anti DeSantis stuff online. As people around him said, he didn't say anything wrong there at that event. He wasn't shouting anything wrong. It's one thing to kick out protesters. It's mm -hmm. an entirely different matter to kick someone out because you've seen that they disagree with you on social media. It's because the whole purpose of the caucus is to convince people that you're the right candidate. And you're supposed to want to reach out to people who disagree, who want yeah. to support someone else. So people are expected to go to all of the candidates' events to hear them out before making their final decision. That's how this works. And here we live in we live in a society now. We live in a Republican Party where they're kicking people out because they disagree with them. So they only want to speak to their own people. They don't want to grow their base one bit. It's wild. It, and that's where you're starting to see the the maturation of Donald Trump as a candidate. Because his 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 rhetoric right now is bring people together. Let's vote for the common good. I mean, it's really been his push lately, right? And you're seeing DeSantis and, and yeah. um, Haley's people taking the totally the opposite side of things, right? They're 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 willing just to try to shore up what they've got, right? And it, it it's not working for him. You're you're supposed to be able to change heart and minds by talking to people and having a discourse and talk, right? That that's what you're supposed to have: good political discourse, talk things out, yeah. see if you can work those things out together, and maybe I vote for you. If you don't, that's great. If I didn't like what you were saying, I should have every right to post it and say no. Yeah. And that dude was so aggressive taking him out of there. Get your stuff. It's time to go. I was like, dude, you are not a bouncer. All right. Yeah. And the moment he grabbed his wheelchair, I'm like, is that assault? That's the question, right? Because if if you or I, able-bodied, able to walk, if someone grabbed us and started dragging us out, mm -hmm. that would become assault. Like you can tell someone to leave and say, okay, I'm going. Let me pick up my bag. But you start pulling them. That's the equivalent of grabbing someone's wheelchair and just moving them. Oh, right? yeah. And he's like, no, I can move myself. I'll leave. I think it's ridiculous. I'll leave. But they actually physically start pulling him out. And he did nothing wrong. And th this isn't the only case of this. I believe this next one I'm going to play was a Haley event. We'll see in a second. 
Um, this gentleman who is a, is a podcaster, he, I don't think he's endorsed Donald Trump. He probably did after this event. Um, but he's definitely, he definitely falls into like the Donald Trump kind of, uh, uh, opinion, like positions and they kicked him out. Let's, let's listen to this video. So I came to the, uh, DeSantis, uh, what is this? The DeSantis town hall, the last one. I just wanted to hear what he had to say. I came here to just check it out because I'm in Iowa anyway. And uh, they told me I can't go in. They said I'm not allowed, that's a private event. I have tickets, they gave me tickets. They actually called me to confirm if I'm gonna arrive. And um, they said I'm not allowed in. They kicked me out, they told me if I don't leave, it's gonna be trespassing. And uh, just kicked me out of the event. So I made it like maybe two two feet into the door. And uh, as soon as I stepped in, security just bum rushed. And like, you gotta go, you gotta go. You got so I try to go eat next door because it's freaking cold and uh, I don't know, hungry, didn't get to eat dinner yet. And uh, they won't let me eat at the restaurant next door either because they say it's a neighboring property, same property, or I don't know what the exact words were, but they said I'm trespassing and that I can't even eat at the building next door. Dude, I just wanted to go hear what DeSantis had to say. I mean, I don't think I've ever said anything bad about him. I don't think I've ever made a video about him. Um, I mean, I support Trump, but I can't go hear what DeSantis wants to say. And um, I can't believe they're kicking me out of the entire area. There's a lot of stories like this. What from DeSantis' camp. This was happening a lot. What happens in 2028 when they go to run for office again, right? Are they going to let this guy in at that point because it's politically convenient? Why would you silence a voice of someone who has influencers? I don't like the word influencer, right? But influencers do one thing. They influence. So when you kick this guy out and he's got a following on his podcast and he's there influencing opinions and they see you kick him out because you don't like the way he thinks, what do you think that influence is going to have on those potential voters for you? Yeah. It's yeah. it's wild. It's it's not going to happen. It's Max. This it reeks of like a a real dim move, right? We're only here to speak to our people. We want our echo chamber, and once we are in our echo chamber, we don't want any other voice in there, right? We we can't have you. You don't yeah. belong to the party. Are we seeing a schism starting inside of the Republican Party? The word that keeps coming to mind is like this is wild. I mean, like like it's not. It's probably the most PG way to describe it. This is just wild, like. They he gets a ticket. They call him to confirm that you're coming to the event because they want as many bodies in there as possible. They knew possible, his name. Yeah. I guess they saw him, and I guess someone had said, "Be on the lookout for an Asian man." I don't know how else you just bum rush someone. <laughs> you know, there, there had to have been well, someone that said, "Yeah, hey, th- this is a podcaster who we know is in Iowa. He he supports Trump. Be on the lookout." Um, so they kick him out of their. Pri- they say it's a private event, so you can't go there. But then he's trespassed from the whole shopping complex. So he can't go to the sandwich shop because the campaign that gave him a ticket and invited him didn't like him. He now can't get a sandwich next door. It's just, it's wild. It's, it's, I've never heard of the Republican party or at least people associated with the party doing such things. I mean, would they have done the same thing to, you know, liberal journalists who came into the same thing? Would they, would they have stopped them? Did they stop them? Because nobody Trump, out Trump there. Trump kicked some journalists out. Yeah, well, I mean, campaign. Big T um, does that stuff. Yeah. But, <laughs> but mean, it's he, after they had done something to him. Yeah. Right? And he kicks people just out. Listening. He has the line, like, go back to mommy, go back to your mom's basement whenever the liberals protest. They've mm-hmm. done something to violate basic decorum or the terms of their ticket. But these are people who were kicked out who were just sitting there all because the organizers realized that they had opinions, not so positive opinions, about their candidate. And this is what really pisses me off. Because when you start hearing the never Trumpers, the conservative, the, the conservatives, right? The mm-hmm. principal conservatives, they're engaging. We, we had a conversation about this yesterday. I call it electoral terrorism. Mm -hmm. They're saying, nominate my guy or my girl, or else I'm going to go vote for the Democrats. 
it, it's the electoral equivalent of putting a gun to the country's head and saying, mm-hmm. hey, my guy only has 17% support. 83% of you don't like him. But if you don't give me what I want, I'm going to go vote for the other side. Right? And so they're demanding that we give them what they want. But if we show up to hear the candidate that they're demanding we vote for, they kick people out. How does that work? I don't know. Is somebody keeping a book of their faces? So when they walk in, they know who they're looking for? I mean, somebody has to be doing that, right? There has to be. Somebody has to be assigned to that. And and if you're you're that, that weak of a candidate that you've got to kick out dissenting voices... You know this isn't a race, Max. It, it's just window dressing. I mean, it, yeah. it it can't be anything more than than that. I, otherwise, it, it makes no political sense to do such a thing. I mean, it yeah. it violates everything we've had about how primaries offer or have, have operated for a long, long time. It, it, I just don't know what to say about it other than it's wild. It's it's stupid. It's a black eye for the Republican Party. It really is. Or at least for their parties. Maybe not the Republican Party, but certainly for Haley, certainly for DeSantis. Maybe it just shows you how weak they are because they they couldn't handle a heckler. They couldn't handle somebody maybe doing that. Maybe they're worried about that kind of of press right now, having somebody heckling them at their their events. Right? They they don't want to be seen doing that. I I, I just, I'm trying to figure out how can you be president? How can you be president if you're kicking registered Republicans out of your events because they support the other person? Like, uh, I, I, how can you be anything? How can you be any office holder? Right? I mean, on the one hand, they're saying you can't elect Trump because he doesn't appeal to a wider audience. And then the minute they get a wider audience, they're kicking people out. It's it just, yeah, it's, 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 it goes against convention. I mean, I wouldn't, the whole point of the primary is to sit there. Yeah. Like this, you like this. We're yeah. going against each other. The vote happens. Yeah. We're done. We're going for the same person because yeah. at the end of the day, we want the same thing. A strong conservative Supposedly. leader. Supposedly. Yeah. Listen, They're not I, acting I, like Republicans. Yeah. I, I turned 18 in 2008, right? So I got to vote in a presidential election the first year I was 18. And mm-hmm. I didn't support John McCain. I, I supported Mike Huckabee that year. Because he yeah. was far more conservative than McCain ever was. Yeah. Right? Ever was. But what happened after Huckabee lost? Like, did I sabotage M- McCain, the nominee? Did I support I Obama? Did I whine and take my proverbial football and just go home? No, no I, I voted for McCain because even though he wasn't my preferred candidate, he still was the best chance of getting my policy goals enacted. Right. Even if he yeah. wouldn't do everything I want him to do him against Obama, it's a, it's a obvious choice in 2012. I supported, I, I wanted Ron Paul. I, 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 by 2012, I'd reached a let's burn it down phase of my yeah. political development. So I, I supported Ron Paul. Let's burn it down. Right. Ron Paul didn't win. Mm. Did I sabotage Romney? No, I Doubt went out it, yeah. and supported him, voted for him. Because it's insane to call yourself a conservative and say if you don't vote, if you don't nominate my guy, I'm going to vote for the most unconservative agenda possible. Right? That's what we're that's what we're talking about. They're not conservative, Max. They're not. They are not conservatives in any way. That's my only guess is that they are not what they claim to be. Or maybe you know those never Trumpers were just undecided voters who had been yeah. voting conservative for a long time. I, I oh, it's I was picking my quarterback, right? You pick your quarterback and that's what, who leads the team. And if yeah. you can't get behind the team, you're not on the team. I want, I want to scroll through this a little bit. Just, I want to illustrate how the people who are calling themselves principal conservatives and basically saying, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. If you don't give me my way, hey, they are, the most unprincipled people out there because you can't say you're a principled conservative where you're going to vote for the exact opposite of what you claim your principles are. So this is the 2020 Democrat party platform, 2020 Democrat party platform. And obviously this is going to change in this later this year, they're going to pass a new platform, but 
this is the best we have to see what their next platform's probably going to be. Let's read through some of these, shall we? Just to see what these principal conservatives are saying they're now going to vote for. Right? So, leftist leftist uh, in, uh, employment practices. Yeah. That's a building a stronger and fairer economy. There's there's nothing fair about this, right? It's it's increasing no. taxes, uh, increasing the number of giveaways. It's it's the most unconservative thing you could possibly roll out, right? Yeah, and they and, and they do it, yeah, and they do it under these really nice headlines of ending poverty, curbing yeah. Wall Street abuses. But like, if you've ever voted for a Republican president, you have voted for the opposite of this, yeah. not because you don't want to end poverty, but you realize that the war on poverty hasn't done anything but make people poor yeah. let's say uh, achieving universal affordable health care what does that mean oh you're gonna protect lgbtq health oh what's that mean oh you're gonna protect access for children to have transgender hormone. surgeries hormonal yeah. treatments that are gonna ruin their ability to have children later in life that they can't legally consent to um that's conservative i mean like you go through yeah. this there's nothing conservative about this at all and i bet you they probably add medicare for all to this when it comes yeah. time later this year to uh to do it protecting communities and building trust by reforming our justice system no surprise this is the shortest section in the entire one because yeah. they have no pursuit of justice they are quite literally letting the inmates run the asylum yeah. america's cities are in decline because the democrats refuse to prosecute the career criminals who are destroying <laughs> shops businesses yeah i mean health uh, uh he healing the soul of the u of america of the usa what does that even mean and, and max we've seen these before this isn't these aren't new right these are the same rehash things that they've always done every single cycle mm -hmm. they've got new window dressing on it to try to sell you a new product you know it's just marketing yeah it, it's supporting yeah. faith than service when has the democratic party ever really supported faith in any way or at least faith in god you know what i mean it, yeah part they, about they don't do it part about um preserving the soul of our nation is their gun control agenda which let's just read through this it includes forcing everyone to get government permission if they want to buy a gun that's what universal background checks are yeah. can't buy guns or ammo online anymore they That's say crap. closing dangerous loopholes, but those aren't loopholes. Those are compromises no. from a decade, two decades ago that they now want to close. Um, they want to lower the burden of suspending someone's gun rights to include misdemeanor assault, which which typically hasn't been done. You you get a little bit a little bit tipsy. You get in a little shoving match in a bar. Congratulations, you no longer have the ability to defend yourself for the rest of your life. Yeah. Or you push someone out of an event on their wheelchair because that yep. could rise to that level, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's all The so-called Charleston loophole, which isn't real. And they're going to prevent you from getting a gun if you're convicted of a hate crime, which isn't real. A hate crime is just a crime they hate. Um, they'll ban yeah. assault weapons, so most guns. The Anything most semi-automatic, guns. Yeah. Anything over 10 rounds, though they don't say 10 rounds, maybe they'll make it less, right? And this is the worst of the worst. You can't yeah. say that you're pro-gun and in the next sentence say, oh, if you don't give me what I want, I'm voting for this. No, if you mm -hmm. vote for this, even accidentally, you're not really pro-gun. You're not. It just, it just makes you want to slap the person that does, right? I'm not getting my way. I'm voting for this. Well, you're the dumbest person on the face of the planet look at all the things that you would support so are you conservative are you the biden administration which approved practically no religious freedom exemptions in the military branches now says that vote for them you'll get religious freedom it's the opposite it's the absolute opposite and actually you see in here they say we will reject the trump administration's use of broad religious exemptions <laughs> uh, uh, you can't have a faith broad. anymore. You can't have a faith anymore Right. Let's go back up to the. I I, I want to go through this because no one's going through this. Wow. No one's forcing these yeah. these idiots, these never Trump principle conservatives, to explain what principles they have if they're going to vote for everything, vote against everything they claim to believe in. Right. Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna give 
make Puerto Rico a state. You're going to make Washington, D.C. a state. See, a state, which is that, stupid. That doesn't seem like it's in our best interest as a Republican no. Party, as conservatives. Um, D.C. is a is not a state for a reason. Yeah, it would be the seat said, of power. Founder said the seat of power should not be in any one state. So they carved out this land from Maryland and Virginia to create a non-state. Specifically so, yeah. that state wouldn't get any preferential treatment from the federal government. And now they want to make a state. Why? Right. Because it's like 90% Democrat. Yeah. So they want an extra two votes in the Senate and they want an extra congressman in the House. That's yeah. all. And they want to probably get a little bit more votes oh. in the Electoral College. That's yeah, all they, they want. Yeah. That's all they want. So what yeah, is, uh, you're going to be a conservative and vote for that? Please. I mean, what does uh, pursuing environmental justice even mean? They don't have a heading under there, but that's... That's the thinking. What is environmental justice? Oh. You, you, you drive your car too much and yeah, yeah, you know there's yeah. too many carbons, so you've got to pay yeah. more money? No, it, it's actually, it's really twisted. It's really warped. I've read through it before. I don't have it on me right now, but it's like the belief that city planners are racist and they don't plant trees in black neighborhoods. So like black people have higher asthma rates. It's wild. Like Buttigieg wanted to tear down a federal highway system to make um, an exit for an African-American community because they weren't included in the original planning back in the 50s and 60s, so they don't have an on-ramp. So, oh, it's racist. It's Build racist. an on-ramp. Yeah, but no, climate crisis, we're told that it's it's uh, that this is, the world is, is heating up, which, by the way, global warming apparently also just made us colder than ever before. That It's interesting how that works. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's supposed to be an existential threat to the whole human race. But we're also told that it hurts black people more. I, I'm shocked. I, I like I've never heard of such thing. It's like they pulled it out of the yep. air, so yep. they have something to to run on. Yep. I mean, is their platform is so weak they have to come up with magical fairy tale stuff? Yep. Sprinkle a little fairy dust on it, and it's it, it, it's a real thing. But Creating 20, a 21st 20, century. Oh my noticeably, god. Noticeably, <laughs> no subheadings under this one either. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Right. Well, let's click and see what that's all about. Um, oh, the cruel oh. and dehumanizing. Oh, militarized raids. They want open borders. They want open borders. They want everyone, every illegal alien to be given refugee status. They want more H-1B, which is just stealing jobs from American workers. Right. Um, there's nothing conservative about this. Right. If you're, there's if you're nothing in the, conservative about it at all. If you're in the workforce... And you're a never Trumper, and you say you're going to vote Democrat because you don't like Trump. That's what you're getting. Yeah, you're getting literally. a job where where literally. you will get you will start earning less. You will be competing with people that aren't even citizens of this country. Yeah, right. And they have no right to be here. Immigration will be working if it was just simply enforced. Yeah, yeah. No, we so don't they need to create something new. We, we broke it, so we're going to fix. We don't need a 21st century immigration system. In all honesty, we need like a 19th century immigration system that actually looks at what are people going to contribute to the American economy. Yeah. Not, obviously not the bit about like the Chinese Exclusion Act or anything like that, but actually looking at what are these immigrants going to contribute. So if we're going to build a transcontinental railroad, then we need people who can help build a transcontinental railroad. Guess what? When the transcontinental railroads finished, you know what they did? They stopped admitting people who could build the mm -hmm. transcontinental railroad because when the railroad's finished you don't need railroad builders yeah right so we need an immigration system that looks at what do we actually need in this country we have a dire shortage of operators of heavy machinery bulldozers yeah. cranes yeah uh excavators a dire dire shortage but no one in government is prioritizing admitting people with that training yeah. right I mean, even if someone just puts on their application, I'm forklift certified, which is kind of a joke because anyone can get forklift certified. That's still infinitely better than someone who comes from a village in Central America who has no skills, can yeah. barely read or write. I mean, it, we need an immigration system that prioritizes what's good for America. We can bring people into the country to help them, to give them a better life. But the end goal has to be advancing our society. Yeah. If if admitting people into our country makes our country worse, makes our country more violent, what the hell? But no, if you claim to be a conservative and you say you're going to vote for Joe Biden unless we give you what you want, which is a candidate who can't clear 20% in the polls, guess what? That's what you're getting.
Oh, they're going to double down on education. Oh, yeah, because the Department of Education's works so well under Democrats. Oh, and yeah. you're seeing all this nonsense Bolded. about diplomacy, ending our wars. Joe Biden's got us into more wars than Donald Trump did. He's screwing with Yemen yeah. right now. Right now, at this moment. Max, if I were to try to go immigrate into Mexico, I may not be able to get in because I wouldn't be able to prove that I could bring something to their country. Right? Yeah. So if we just adopted Mexico's immigration policy, we'd have yeah. to kick everybody out who's yeah. crossed the border. We'd have to. I would be deported. Yeah. But, you know, I guess we're racist. Can't do that one. Can't do that one. Terrorism? Uh, terrorism part's hilarious because Joe Biden is I, I think Joe Biden might be the only president, asterisk next to that, only president ever to remove some remove an organization as a terrorist and then like fight to put it back on. And that's what he's done with the Houthis, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. after taking office, Joe Biden removed the Houthis in Yemen from our list of terrorism, saying it wasn't fair that, that Donald Trump added them. Well, what, what are the Houthis doing now? They're shooting missiles and drones at, at our shipping at our shipping lanes, lanes right yeah. and they're trying to hit american interests trying to hit american soldiers and now now biden is going to war with them using the logic that he has the right to attack terrorism anywhere in the world without congressional authorization but he's the one who said they're not actually terrorists so like if you want a government that's actually going to take the risk of terrorism seriously and it's going to err on the side of caution you can't vote for Joe Biden. You can't. And, and listen, we can go on and on. We could do this literally all day. And I'm sure that list will get worse and worse and worse when the Democratic Party meets later this year to coronate Joe Biden. But if you know anyone in your life who's, who's pulling this crap, saying like, oh, I won't vote for Trump. I'll vote for Biden. You need to sit him down. You need to show them the party platform. Ask them, mm -hmm. where does this line up with your principles? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then ask them, are you serious about doing this? Because if they say yes, they are not a conservative. Correct. They're not. They're just not. Max, you got and you got to remember how much time Biden has spent adding white America to the terrorist list. Yeah. On top of yeah. it, right? So you would be voting yeah. as a never Trumper. For and if you just happen to be a white American, putting yourself on a terrorist list because they're after terrorism. Did you say it didn't say foreign terrorism? It just says terrorism, right? Yeah, and the, yeah. the biggest threat is, is 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 domestic terrorism, according to them. Even though we have our shipping lanes under constant attack, China and Russia are are, are working through proxy groups, most likely to get their soldiers in the U.S. as we speak. That's what they'd be voting for yeah. every day. They say they're not going to vote for Donald Trump. That's what they're getting. That's what they're promoting. And if they're not careful, that's what they'll get. Yeah. And then what? Right? Are they going to complain that I don't know how this happened? What did we do? Where were we when when the time was right to make change? Well, you were too busy whining like a little bitch about whether you like Donald Trump or not, and that you couldn't have you have no principles. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit. Sorry, man. This yeah. just pisses me off because I've had arguments with coworkers before who were like, "I just can't vote for that piece of crap. I'm going to vote for for Joe Biden." Well, look what you did. You increased inflation. You know, domestic costs for gas is out of yeah. control. Even though it looks low now, that's just because we've depleted literally the entire strategic oil reserve. Right? You, yeah. No fair elections. Oh, it, mm. yeah. I mean, I'm trying to decide whether these people are idiots whether these people are so narcissistic i mean that's the other side of it right yeah it's the belief that your principles your personal principles are more important than the country than your community than mm -hmm. the movement itself and i i get it people can you can draw a line in the sand i won't cross this line there are lines i've drawn that i won't mm -hmm. cross this line right mm -hmm. But those are the principles. Like, I won't vote for someone who's pro-gun control. I won't vote for someone who wants open borders and to give amnesty to everyone who crosses illegally. I won't do that, right? But th those are the principles, right? Those are the principles. When you look at this, I'm just, it, it, it pisses me off. I'm, I'm as, I was more pissed off yesterday. I, yeah. I was I was like where you are you, yesterday. You were, you were ranting. You're driving. You're like, like just... Because I guess part of it is I've seen a lot of these idiots realizing 
that their career is over if they go down this path. Yeah. And, and a few of them have started saying, oh, well, maybe I'll vote for Trump. Right. But it's like <laughs> when when I, I didn't want to vote for McCain, I didn't want to vote for Romney. Yeah. Right? But yeah. The, the rhinos at the time said, shut up, vote for the guy. Don't you realize how crazy it would be if Obama won? It's still in your best interest. And now those same people are saying, no, screw it. We're screw it. I didn't get my way. I didn't get my way. So now we're going to burn the whole thing down. This is Bill Crystal. Bill Crystal. Bill Crystal is one of the people that Trump broke. Trump broke him. He used to be on Fox News and he was on Fox News as a quote, Republican strategist. Here is the tweet when I mentioned the the funny tweet from the DNC um, about Asa Hutchinson dropping out. This news comes as a shock to, to those of us who could have sworn he had already dropped out. Bill Crystal said, hey, DNC, I assume you guys want the support in November of that slice of Republicans who admire Asa for being a decent and principled person and for not bending the knee to Trump. Or is Biden so far ahead that you don't need every potential crossover vote? Your friend, Bill. Dear DNC, hide your contempt for conservatives and so that we can help you trick them into supporting you. I mean, that's what that essentially reads. And he's not the only one. Mm. Adam Kinzinger was an elected yeah. Republican. He said he was an elected Republican. He was the worst. He said, yeah, DNC, I get that this is the usual game plan, but I have to inform you that Joe Biden will need decent people on the center right. Gratuitous attacks on people like Asa for no reason. He is zero threat. Just makes us shake our head. Just humble advice. He's giving advice for the Democrats to con conservatives. Please don't show the conservatives that you hate them. Please just hide it just a little bit longer. So turncoats like me and old Bill, we can we can trick them and con them into voting against their interests. You know what I mean? Like that, that that that's what's happening. And that and that's what was getting me so mad yesterday on Twitter. Just Ooh. going through this line after line. It's all the same. And 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 like he's mad that they're saying the quiet part out loud. Right? He he's mad that instead of just coasting and trying to suck up GOP support. They can't hide their contempt. They can't hide the contempt they have for conservatives. And it, it reminded me of this clip. I'm sure you've seen this one. This clip from um, over the weekend on MSNBC. Let's play it. You know, I feel like the important sort of data point, and, and you know, Steve talks about it a lot. He's, he's going to probably talk about it a little more tonight, is that these, these are white Christians. That this is a state that is overrepresented over by white Christians that are going to participate in these tonight. caucuses, yes. especially tonight. Um, I today, earlier today, reached out to Robert Jones, Robbie Jones, um, from the Public Religion Research Institute, knowing that we were going to talk about Iowa. And this is a hyper evangelical st- white state. And he said the following to me Iowa is about 61% white Christian. The country as a whole is approximately 41% white Christian. And in Iowa, we're talking about evangelical white Christians. And he said the following. Because I asked him, what do they get out of supporting Donald Trump? Because he keeps losing, he keeps delivering losses and losses and losses. And he said the following, they see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country. And Trump has promised to give it back to them. All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out or mm-hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours. And that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a is a fraudulent American, is a less, a less, a less real American than you. Making up everything. Nothing about that was real. <laughs> I I hear that, and, and and you know what I want to say? I want to respond to me and ma'am. This is a Wendy's. Like, like she's like just talking. Yeah. These yeah. are people. They're just lined up. Like, oh, I want to vote for my favorite candidate. And she's like, this. These people are all evangelical whites, and 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 they think the country's theirs, and that means that they hate everyone who isn't like them. I'm like, what? Whoa, that is what? beyond a stretch. I mean it. Like the, the the racism just drips off of her over there, Max. I I have not seen By the a way, segment. Not a naturally black hair color. That's I in mean, the I was land, in the land of cultural appropriation. appropriation. I didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. How about hands off our blonde hair? How about how about that? Because <laughs> I guarantee you, if I went on air with dreadlocks, oh yeah, they, they'd have something to say about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. We even like everything that has come out of that show has been not just racist, but but anti-Christian and anti-white. I mean, how many times have we we shared segments where it's like, did she really just say that? Which if you were to flip the colors, yeah, it would be you, you would be kicked off the air so fast. And that's what MSNBC does, right? They, they they play the race card on everything, and that's their audience. They don't care what they're saying. When Barack Obama won Iowa, that white Christian audience, because it's the same people. It's the same people in the Democrat caucus. They're white. They're Christian. It's the same. They were praised. The state was praised as being forward thinking, as being not racist, as being colorblind. And when evangelicals were souring on Trump in 2015, they were praised as his downfall. He'll never win the evangelicals, right? Well, he did. And then he gained support with them when they saw, oh, actually, no, he's, I, I wouldn't vote for him to be my pastor. But you know what? The policies enacting and the people that he is putting in positions to make these decisions are what I want. And so his support among evangelicals went up. So now they're, they're only railing against evangelicals because they, the evangelicals can't deliver Trump defeat. Mm-hmm. Trump's already convinced the evangelicals. It wasn't always mm-hmm. like that. And when the evangelicals weren't on board, MSNBC was pumping out propaganda to try and convince the, the evangelicals not to support Trump. Right. People coming on saying, well, no true Christian would vote for Trump. And those people saying that are the farthest thing, the farthest thing from anyone who can even make that sentence. It's just Trump has made so much headway with all the groups while not being in office that it's it's historical. Right. Because people have seen what you get when you vote Democrat. They've had some of the worst years we've ever had under biden and african americans are seeing it white people are seeing it latino people are seeing it and they're going to be shocked that's why they have to go after these small groups they have to try to factionalize the party to try to break up what votes they can max that's the play here right they're just trying to break it apart because they're seeing way too many people starting to back trump in a way that's never happened before yeah and that's why you saw the historic win in Iowa. I think it's going to probably be the same thing in New Hampshire now because it, it just seems to be the trend. I, he might whip them by 20 points. And if he does that, that is going to be not just a bellwether thing. That is going to that is going to blow people's minds because that means everybody of every color and creed is like, listen, we're voting Trump. Yeah. We don't want any more of this. We can't have any more of this. I saw a poll and it shocked me. It was before Chris Christie dropped out and after. Chris Christie had 10% support before he dropped out in this poll. Yeah. Pollsters conducted the poll after he dropped out and Trump went up 3%. So a third of the Chris Christie people supported Trump after Chris Christie dropped out. Like, whoa, they, they, they've created an echo chamber for themselves. They yeah. created a bubble. Yeah. The most dangerous place in America is within one of these echo chambers within one of these bubbles where you convince yourself. And a lot of it is built on this narcissism that they have, that they're right, everyone else is wrong. And when they see people who agree with them, they gravitate towards them. You end up in one of these bubbles. And that's why so many people were shocked that Trump could win in 2016. Because they had surrounded themselves with limousine liberals and they they didn't ever see the other side of it. What strikes me by that MSNBC clip is if Donald Trump had lost Iowa, MSNBC would have praised Iowans would have praised white Christians for standing on principle and doing mm-hmm. the right thing. But because yeah. that didn't happen out of nowhere, they say, Oh, these are all just white Christians who hate black people, hate Brown people. And they think they're not real Americans. They want to kick us off. It, it's, it's disgusting, right? Yeah, it's a narrative is, that's not true. Yeah. And, and she's going to be shocked when she learns what religion Hispanics tend to gravitate towards. <laughs> she's also yeah. going to be shocked. When someone tells her, yeah, they're, they're gonna, she's gonna be shocked when people explain to her that Hispanic is an ethnicity, not a race, mm-hmm. and because th- that's based on your culture, right? You can be a black Hispanic, so you can be someone from the Caribbean who has more of an African ancestry, but you speak Spanish, and you engage in the culture, so you're black Hispanic. You can be from Spain, white as white as a ghost, right? Yeah, and yeah. be Hispanic, or you can be from Central America where you have more in indigenous ancestry. So you may identify that way, right? I think the word is like mestizo, whatever, whatever, whatever yeah, word they have in yeah. Spanish for that. But when you ask 
Hispanics coming into the country, what race they identify with, overwhelmingly they say white. Now, whether white Americans agree with them or not, that's here nor there. When you look at the actual racial designations on the sheet, you have Native American, uh, Pacific Islander, right, Eskimo. You have white, black, Asian, mm-hmm. right? There's mm-hmm. no Hispanic race. So, yeah, they, they look around and say, well, I'm not black. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Asian. And I'm not a Pacific Islander. So, they, by and large, they choose yeah. white. So, it's just, it's it's so crazy. It's so That's- crazy how... They they don't even get it. They don't get it. Do you know how many African Americans are also evangelical? Yeah, yeah. I mean, are they not getting this? They're attacking. They're trying to attack a, a racial group, but really, they're attacking a religious group that's yeah. so broad it might backfire on them. Right? There's a billion Catholics in the world. There's a billion Christians. There's a billion Muslims out there. Right? Muslims. Think about that. A billion Catholics. They must be all over Latin America. Right? Yeah. They must oh, be. Yeah. Black all over the United States. The funny I mean, thing is, do they... if, if you go into Dearborn public schools and you start yeah. trying to put transgender ideology into Dearborn public schools, you're going to have yeah. the same outrage. Yeah. Same outrage yeah. From, from parents. And it's not going to be white Christians. No. It's going to be Muslims, Arab right? Muslims, Asian Muslims who are pissed off at school districts trying to convert their children into a different sexual identity. Right. I mean, I mean, so it would just, yeah, it, it's not it's not they're anti-white, though. They are. It's not they just are. that they're anti-Christian, though. They are. They're anti-faith. They're mm-hmm. anti-conservative mm-hmm. values. Right. And they've just identified the white Christians. You could see that you really want to call us white nationalists. Mm-hmm. And even that term, like you could be a not like you could be a nationalist, someone who say rah, rah, America, super patriotic, who is white. And they say you're a white nationalist. Well, no, white nationalist means that the America should only be white, which I've never met anyone who, who thinks that way, ever. Um, actually, one time, but he was a crazy person. <laughs> and I'm pretty you, sure he's in jail now. Um, you, you nailed it, Max. You really did. You said this is a war on faith, and it really is, because generally, though people of faith follow a moral compass and will vote for the individual they think will uphold their beliefs promoting that moral compass right you you have to have very little of a moral compass to really go after some of these really deep liberal ideas because it dehumanizes everything that we have it defaiths yeah. people right the the platform of the democratic party has become the party of, of no god really yeah right it's become the party it of totally secular it it's to totally the it's, gone. it's gone they were the the blue collar love god group you know kennedy you know during kennedy that was really when they saw that it went all the way through pretty much the 90s where it ends with clinton in my opinion and but that's what it is it's a total attack on faith because they know they have to try to to break up some of those votes so they're going to try to pit the groups by race instead of people realizing it's an attack on god yeah you sound to be you've got to be godless to vote for some of these crazy things with changing our kids and and uh, killing children right i mean it you got to be pretty godless to chop up babies, right? Yeah. You do. And yeah. that's what you get when you vote for a Democrat. I, yeah. I, I can't, I, I'll never vote for it. I've never voted for a Democrat. I don't think I could. Unless one walks out and is like, I really do support the Second Amendment. Like, if, they, if it was that, a Democrat that came out. Though. Like, there, there used to be, like, like maybe maybe a Joe Manchin. Maybe. Maybe. Right. But you got to go I, back to Reagan for that. Yeah. Like conservative yeah. Democrats, liberal Republicans, right? Those existed. But after Clinton, I mean, it, it became full party line. And, and just to be clear, they purged those Democrats. It's not that yeah. those Democrats yeah. just retired yeah. and went yeah. away. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer actively yeah. That's right. campaigned against those Democrats. So they would lose in primaries to replace them with people who weren't like them. Right. So it, it's let's see. Yeah. We need to do our best to to we all have people in our lives who are like this um like i have someone in my extended family who won't vote for trump and when you talk to him why won't you vote for trump he brings up he was a draft dodger which yeah i mean he, he he his number was called and he got a medical diagnosis for bone spurs which was what wealthy people who didn't want to go over to fight in vietnam did not right 
we shouldn't have been in Vietnam at all. If we, if we want to go that far, let's let's go about just go to the fact that it wasn't a war we should have been fighting. Um, but it, if we had to fight it, then yeah, you can be mad about that. But that sticking point has has basically consumed them to the point where all the other things they say that they care about and are important to them, they're willing to vote against it just because Donald Trump, when he was 18, went to a doctor that his dad was friends with and got a bone spurs diagnosis. Right. So we all we all have people in our in our life like yeah, that. Yeah. There's, there's something that just broke them. That just broke them. Now we have to do our best to try and guide them to the right path. Because yeah. the country's too important, the future's too important to let them just go, right? Yeah. But if they truly like I, I'm a firm believer, I know you are, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Yeah. I think that applies to this situation as much as any other. If someone stands up and says, I am going to vote for the Democrat Party platform, that they don't just get to say, like on Twitter, retweet does not mean endorsement. It's not how this works. You vote mm -hmm. for the agenda, you support the agenda. Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, yes, try and guide people the right way. But there are a lot of so-called conservatives who are getting awfully comfortable with voting for the opposite. And there's going to come a point where we have to say, you know what? They've shown us who they are. It's time to believe them. And it's up to all of us, as you said earlier, to make sure that they don't get to come around again in 2028 and, and, and sneak back in. Yeah. Bill Crystal yeah. would like nothing better than to get back on Fox. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. nothing better than do it. It's up to all of us to remember. And yeah, I still have a grudge against Kendall Unruh. Kendall Unruh <laughs> was in Colorado. I don't even live in the state anymore. I hate, I hate yeah. the woman. And you know what? I, I bet you, if, I bet you, if if I saw her, we'd we'd probably have a nice conversation. If I didn't know who she was, she teaches like civics and history. I'm sure she's a really good person. She was the person who led the Never Trumpism in Colorado. Yeah. She had gone to every single Colorado convention, every single Republican convention as a Republican delegate. No, she cannot weasel her way back in. She's shown her true colors. She's done. She's done. If I lived in Colorado still, it would be my life's mission to make sure she never went to the convention. <laughs> yeah, get her completely primary down or moved. But that's our job. Convince who we can. Yeah. And if someone really has jumped the shark really has has lost their mind and trump's just broke them we have to identify that they that they've been broken identify them as not being conservative because you can't say you're conservative and vote for all this bullshit and we need to cast them out we do yeah we do time is now Time's now. time is now right, any final One more words? thing yeah i do um if, if you're voting for trump are not voting for Trump because you're never Trumper because you're basing it on principle and you're going to vote for Joe Biden. Remember, they found cocaine on Hunter Biden's holster. I know. We were they, to there's plenty of checks that have been signed from Burisma that somehow like have gotten back to the big guy. Right? You you've got potentially a person who was the vice president who was selling out America yeah. while vice president. That's what you're going to stand on principle and vote for that. Good luck. Good luck. We didn't even get, we'll have to talk about that probably Friday. I said that to you and you're like, buddy, I've already seen it. Hunter Biden, they found cocaine. The way they described it, I think it's the holster. They called it a leather yeah. pouch that holds the gun. That sounds like the holster. Sounds like a holster. They found cocaine on and in the holster. So this whole time, Hunter Biden's defense has been like, sure, I wrote in my memoir that I use coke at this time and sure that i was doing interviews saying i did it but you can't actually prove i was using coke at the exact moment i held and possessed that gun and lo and behold there's coke in the holster max how much coke do you have it's to have funny. it's all over it's the funny. holster it's like funny. it's powder everywhere and yeah. it's like it's all over you can't I make did. it up and only one thing that's like cocaine and that's cocaine in or yeah. out of the body. It's there's no like yeah. false positives on cocaine. Oh, no, they've got that. They've got that down to a science. I mean, think oh. about how untouchable you have to be yeah. to store your coke in your holster. Just think about how untouchable you must feel. Like, oh, I'm not gonna get prosecuted. 
not even, my dad's not even, president not even of the freaking United States. Yeah, like, yeah, sure. Wow. He's taking pictures of him holding a gun, doing lines with strippers. Sure, fine. But to store them in the same container, it's wild. Gangster. It's, it's wild. It's wild. Gangster. It's wild. It's the end of the day. It's wild. It's wild. It's it's everything's wild. I, I feel like we're in bizarro world. Yeah. That's all. Like that's what you get for when you're a never trumper. You get yeah, Bidens. Yeah, and lots of it. Yep, yep, yep. Well, that's it for this edition of the podcast. Share, share, share. If you haven't already, share this. Share it with some of your anti-Trump friends. Yeah, yeah please do. These, these are conversations we're going to have to have, and um, better get these conversations out of the way. See who's savable, and see who we have to just brush aside because there's no room in yeah. the party for someone who no. says who's so narcissistic that they say give me what i want or i'm gonna vote for the opposite of everything the party believes in um, check out all the links in the description that's it for this edition of the podcast if you like the podcast subscribe 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 we have the audio edition we try and make this as audio friendly as possible so you can listen if you can't watch um, all those links are in the description um, that's it for this edition of the podcast my name is max mcguire and I am Josh Hammerling. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all step and fight together. See you next time. See you.